1: Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on BuffaloRumblings.com, SoundCloud.com, and everywhere else you go to find your favorite podcasts. My name is John Boccasino, the host of the Believe podcast since we launched in April of 2018. We are so pleased here at Believe to again be a part of of the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network, which features a a quality assortment of podcasts led, of course, by the Q&A Podcast, led by Matt Warren, the editor-in-chief of Buffalo Rumblings, also Circling the Wagons, the Nick and Nolan Show, Blitzed Bills, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, and, uh, of course, our Bill Eve Podcast, joining up on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Anyway, again, we are so happy that you took the time to find us here on Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. Setting the stage for today's show, we are going to talk about a couple of young up-and-coming members of the defense in cornerback Trey White and defensive tackle Ed Oliver coming out of the number nine overall pick. Ed Oliver, a lot of expectations are out there for Ed Oliver, who will play the three-technique position in Leslie Frazier's 4-3 defense. Ed Oliver is somebody who really Uh, is being counted on to step in and replace um, what was a living Buffalo Bills legend in Kyle Williams on the defensive line. And uh, there was some high praise out there for Ed Oliver, um, one of the greatest defensive tackles Um, to come out of the college draft this year. Uh, He had a lot of high praise uh, heaped on him by John Randall, who is a Hall of Famer and uh, one of the best defensive tackles in the history of the game. We'll tell you what John Randall had to say about Ed Oliver and how Ed Oliver's play must carry over into the 2019 season to again help the Buffalo Bills defense pick up where it left off in 2018. We'll also talk about Trey White, the cornerback, the former number one overall pick out of LSU and what Trey needs to do to continue his ascension to the top of the cornerback rankings in the National Football League. And then we'll have a little bit of fun uh, closing out the podcast talking about the uh, position battles to watch during training camp, giving fans some glimpses into a couple of arenas where we feel there will be some good, healthy competition leading the Buffalo Bills in training camp uh, heading into the regular season and what we are expecting out of those battles. So again, this is Bill Lee, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. We'll be right back after a quick break.
0: Del Reed from 26shirts.com here. Just want to say thank you to everyone who's ever purchased a shirt from us before. Uh, we just recently passed $560,000 that we've donated from your uh, purchases and your support. If you've never heard of 26shirts.com, head over there today. Check out the shirts we're selling. It's all based on Buffalo sports teams. And for every shirt we sell, we donate up to $8 to a local family or charity in need. So it's a win-win. So check it out, 26shirts.com. And let's go, Buffalo.
1: Much is expected out of Ed Oliver, the uh, talented youngster and explosive pass rusher who should hopefully help fill the void created by Kyle Williams' retirement following the 2008 season. Oliver is somebody where there are high expectations and, uh, and I feel really uh, fit in nicely given the scheme that Buffalo has around him on the defensive line. I feel like Ed doesn't have to be the wrecking ball out there with, you know, Jerry Hughes and Star Latule uh, along the offensive line, along with uh, Trent Murphy and Shaq Lawson. I feel like, you know, there's not. A lot of pressure where Ed has to be, again, this wrecking ball who goes in and causes and wreaks havoc from day one. But if he does, that would be a f- phenomenal, tremendous investment for the Buffalo Bills and a return for their number nine overall pick. And after the uh, the NFL draft had been completed, Kyle Williams, who is a former fifth-round pick out of LSU, who, of course, developed into a fan favorite and team captain and a six-time Pro Bowler for the Bills defense, had reached out to Ed oliver via a series of text messages basically telling him what a lucky situation that he found himself in, how great of a city and organization Buffalo was to play for, and his words of advice were to give it all you've got uh, to basically improve the Bills' defense moving forward in 2019. Well, that's that's great. It's great to hear a, fo- a former Bills legend like Kyle Williams um, talking about Ed Oliver and reaching out to mentor him in a relationship. But there was another uh, legendary defensive tackle, who also uh, spoke recently on One Bills Live talking about Ed Oliver and the praise that he saw for the talented youngster coming out of Houston. And his name is John Randall. He was one of the greatest defensive tackles in NFL history. He was a pro football Hall of Famer after the uh, 2010 election, somebody who racked up nearly 140 sacks in his career, tormenting opposing quarterbacks during a decorated 14-year career. Um, but you know, John Randall was somebody who was speaking about Ed Oliver and his potential, and he had a lot of high praise for what Oliver could bring to the uh, to the league. Um, he was mentioning that he feels like his height will not be a deterrent uh, to making him be successful when it comes to his uh, position in the NFL. Um, Ed Oliver, much like John Randall, was not somebody who um, was the biggest uh, or tallest of guys. He's only six two and two ninety, uh, while John Randall. Was was 6'1 and 290, so there's some physical comparisons out there, and of course, with him not having the highest of heights and, uh, and being the biggest of statures, there's questions as to what Ed Oliver can do and contribute in the NFL, but Randall said he didn't think that was going to hold Ed Oliver back in any way, shape, or form. He said he sees him being incredibly disruptive and dominant out of the three technique in Buffalo's defense, um, which is actually the same position that Randall lined up for, for all those years with the Minnesota Vikings defense. And uh, he downplayed the height factor saying, you know, it wasn't all about, you know, being um, this guy who's six, five or six, six, you know, teams had a lot of doubts about him being six, two, but it's really about being the, the, the work ethic and taking it to the practice fields and making sure that you hone your craft enough to really become an established pass rusher, regardless of your height. And having that mentality of someone who's going to really outwork everybody else is going to be key for Ed Oliver's transition from Houston to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, John Randall mentioned a lot of specific praise for undersized guys, saying that undersized guys are always thinking that in the back of their heads, they don't belong in the league, they're always playing like it's their last play, and they take that perspective to the game. And when you watch the bigger guys, they don't give it as much on the field as the smaller guys, which is nice praise again for Ed Oliver, who has done nothing but impress the scouts and the Bills brass so far during the first couple of months of his offseason workouts since being drafted number nine overall out of the University of Houston. And again, he uh, John Randall, I, 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 the article was featured on cover 1.net. It's a great read talking about you know, Ed Oliver and his comparisons to John Randall. Um, which, again, is very high praise for someone who is a Hall of Famer in Randall and Oliver who has never played a single snap in the NFL. But I like the comparisons that Randall puts out there because these are two men who are built of the same stature and the same physique and uh, and really have the same type of play on the field as being someone who can disrupt, you know, either playing over the center Um, as a nose tackle in college, which was Oliver's case or shifting on further down the lines of the three technique. The fact that Ed Oliver should be able to step in right away with those physical hands of his to maul the offensive linemen that are in his way to try to cause disruptions, to try to get after the quarterback and really provide Buffalo with an alternate pass rusher to go along with uh, with Jerry Hughes, who we all know is the best and most uh, talented pass rusher the Bills have on their roster currently. So I thought it was really fascinating to read and hear what John Randall had to say on uh on the radio about John about Ed Oliver's positioning and how he will fit into the league um and really seeing them being very similar uh players you know there there's just great quotes out here all through this article talking about how a disruptive defensive tackle from the 3 technique when he penetrates those gaps you put the center off guard. You put the guard in a position where they don't feel like they can pull uh, with a run blocking that's going to be taking place. And that takes away one half of the football field and really can limit what the offense can do when someone like Ed Oliver is able to shoot that B gap out there on the field. So there's so many ways that Ed Oliver can be used and deployed as a weapon out there on the field for the Buffalo Bills in 2019, I thought it was really cool to see that John Randall, someone who is one of the most respected pass rushers in the history of the game, has so much uh, high praise for Ed Oliver. And uh, Ed Oliver has not even played a single snap in the NFL. So Bills fans should be really excited to hear that that Ed Oliver is going to be a transformative figure on the defensive line, someone who's going to step in right away and contribute. You know, I will say it. You know, it's all blue in the face. The Bills fans who criticize the signing of Star Latule, the stats are never going to pop out about Star Latule. He's never going to be somebody who, you know, ma- makes an impact if you look just at the box score. But when you look at clogging the lanes, taking up one two offensive linemen with his physique, with his technique, with his ability to just take up space and disrupt things on the uh, the, the offensive line as a very valuable Uh, Defensive lineman, Star LaTouille has a great value and a great role that he does play on the Bills lineup, and Ed Oliver is going to certainly benefit, I feel, from having Star Latule on that defensive line. Of course, the left defensive end position with Shaq Lawson and Trent Murphy is going to play itself out over training camp. Those two split time last year pretty evenly at the left spot. And I have high hopes for that side of the defensive line. And, of course, Jerry Hughes is going to, I think, have a continued breakthrough season in 2009 to open up things for Ed Oliver to continue to, uh, to really be uh, someone the Bills can count on uh, on their 4-3 defense. Another member of the Buffalo Bills defense that should be continued to count upon for great success on the field in 2019 is Trey White. Uh, Tredavious White was picked number 27 overall. Out of LSU, of course, a lot of uh, Bills fans are quick to say that that trade took place with the Kansas City Chiefs, who selected Patrick Mahomes, the league MVP, last year. And uh, yes, hindsight is twenty twenty, and yes, Patrick Mahomes is more of a difference maker than Trey White, but at the time, Patrick Mahomes was an unknown. We didn't know what his, his talent was going to be. He was a quarterback in a pass-happy league college that, you know, some people were skeptical of whether that success could carry over into the NFL game. And, you know, Trey White was basically a sure thing you considered out of LSU, someone who had a lot of credentials as a talented cornerback. And he has done nothing to dispel that during his first two years into the league. Uh, he made a strong case for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, his first year in the league, he had one bad game against the Cincinnati Bengals when A.J. Green burned him pretty badly. But other than that, Trey White had an outstanding rookie season. He t- recorded almost 70 tackles. Uh, he had four interceptions. He had 18 pass breakups. And he basically was graded out as one of the top defenders in the league, according to Pro Football Focus, he allowed only 41 receptions for 608 yards and three total touchdowns on 84 targets during his rookie season, which are outstanding numbers for a uh, for a rookie who is going up against, a lot of times, <clears throat> your team's number one wide receiver. Well, in his second year in the league, um, the numbers weren't quite there. His interceptions dropped from four to two. His pass breakups fell from 18 to eight. But a lot of the reason for that was teams were going after Trey White less frequently. Uh, He only gave up 33 receptions for 386 yards and only two touchdowns on the entire season. He was only thrown at 66 times on the year compared to 84 times during his rookie season. As, uh, as his strong play on the outside, Trey White's strong play, led significantly to Buffalo having the number one ranked pass defense in the league. And, uh, and Trey White deserves all the accolades out there. He's able to really take away a huge portion of the field with his vision, with his athleticism, with his ability to stay with the wide receivers and not get rattled. Um, he's somebody who has always faced the number one wide receiver uh, in, on the other team. Uh, Last year, it seemed like that was the case. It actually was only in seven of the 16 games that he started Did Trey White face the number one wide receiver for the opposition. And in those in those seven times, I think that Trey White more than held his own. The most successful receiving game against Trey White last year uh, was by Kenny Galladay of the Detroit Lions who had four catches for 82 yards, mostly in the first half uh, as Buffalo pulled out a win at home later in the season in December. Other than that, he gave up four receptions and 46 yards to Devontae Adams. He held Corey Davis without a catch. DeAndre Hopkins had only two receptions and 27 yards. T.Y. Hilton had only one catch for eight yards. Josh Gordon had two receptions for 15 yards. And Robbie Anderson for the Jets had three catches for 51 yards. Those numbers are pretty impressive uh, when you look at it, not letting a team's number one wide receiver go up and down the field on Trey White. Trey White is an incredible ball hawk out there on the outside. Of course, the Bills are going to have to find a cornerback to start opposite him, uh, whether it's Kevin Johnson, whether it's EJ Gaines, you know, whether it's Levi Wallace taking that next step forward in his maturation, the Bills have options to start at that number two cornerback spot, but it all starts with Trey White, who, um I thought it was fascinating. There's another article on cover1.net where they're breaking down Trey's skills and he's good at the short routes, he's good at the intermediate route. He's also good defending the deep ball. Um as in his rookie year, he allowed only 6 catches for 220 yards and two touchdowns, many of those coming with AJ Green running wild with him and Andy Dalton uh, in that loss to the Bengals. But last year those numbers were, were dramatically cut back to only three receptions on 13 targets for 108 yards and zero total touchdowns. He had one interception and two pass breakups against deep coverage out there. And uh, Trey White is just showing himself to be more and more advanced than even I think the most uh, high-level scouts could have thought when he came out of LSU for you know his his ball coverage, his ability to read receivers and and stick with their routes. Um, He's great at improvising back there uh, in the secondary, and he's really good at just cutting off these complex routes and not letting the receivers get comfortable. Um, He's somebody who has proven himself to be an outstanding secondary member for the Buffalo Bills. He teams up, of course, with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer in the safety positions to give Buffalo an outstanding secondary. And that's one of the biggest reasons Bills fans should be optimistic, that no matter how long it takes the offense to gel in 2019 teams are going to have a really hard time attacking through the air, the back of Buffalo's defense with Trey white leading the charge back there. In fact, uh, Doug Farrar who's respected out of NFL wire. He's one of a, one of their writers and experts in the league. He has Trey white ranked as the third best outside cornerback in the league. That is just unbelievable praise for someone who is coming into his third year in the league. Um, Kay Adams of the NFL Network said that White was the NFL's top cornerback in the league, uh, citing the great performance he had against DeAndre Hopkins when Hopkins, who was terrorizing cornerbacks last year, had only two catches for 27 yards out there. And yet, despite all that Trey White has accomplished, his humility is only going to drive him to become better and better. He recognizes, uh, Trey had a great quote where he recognizes how great He's been so far in his first two years, but doesn't seem complacent. He says, I've put together two great seasons to start my career, but I've still got a ways to go. It comes with the team success. So if we win a lot, those accolades will come. I feel it's going to be a year to year thing with the best cornerback in the league. So I've got to go out this season and put my best foot forward and try to have my best year yet. And I really feel that Trey White, the sky is the limit for this kid moving forward. And he's going to have a tremendous 2019 season. Mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast, this is Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. My name is John Boccacino. And the last part of the podcast here, I want to spend just a couple of minutes talking about key positional battles to watch heading into the training camp at St. John Fisher College, the 20th season the Bills will have had their training camp sessions at Fisher. I mentioned the opposite cornerback spot on the outside, uh, opposite Trey White, is one of the key positional battles that we will be watching uh, during the uh, training camp as things break at St. John Fisher College. Um, there's a bunch of other positions that are really going to be drawing some interest, and we'll get into these more in depth later. But I wanted to give you what your appetite a little bit with uh, some of the teasers that we're looking forward to out of training camp. The running back spot, I know that much was made of the Buffalo Bills having one of the older running back rooms in the league when they signed Frank Gore. To the very team friendly concept, but hopefully, the signing of Devin Singletary, the rookie, of the third round pick, will make the Bills fans feel like there is some youth on this team. And TJ Yeldon is an outstanding pass catcher out of the backfield as well. So I'll be curious to see. You know, can LaShawn McCoy step up and regain his form from a couple of years ago? Or will or will time catch up with LaShawn McCoy, who has really been carrying the load as a feature back ever since he came out of Pittsburgh uh, and played with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Buffalo Bills? So what do you expect to see out of the running back position? Uh, Tight ends. Obviously, Tyler Croft. uh, We're still not sure Uh, he's progressing from. His, uh, his, his foot surgery, but we're not sure if he's going to be ready for the start of the season when the Bills travel to New Jersey to take on the Jets on September 8th. Uh, Jason Kroom also missed the majority of OTAs and minicamp, which means there's opportunities for players like Lee Smith, who is more of a blocking tight end. Uh, Dawson Knox and Tommy Smith, Tommy Sweeney rather to come in and potentially contribute to the tight end position as well. The Bills are committed to the youth movement here, it seems like, with Knox and Sweeney, while Lee Smith, again, gives some leadership and uh, some solid ability as a primary blocker on the tight end position. So, We'll see what shakes out there from the tight ends at wide receiver. We touched on this last week during believe, but what will, how will the pecking order shake out with John Brown, Cole Beasley? Uh, will Robert Foster take that next step forward from undrafted rookie free agent to potential star wide receiver in the league? And can Zay Jones continue his maturation and development as an outstanding wide receiving threat out of the slot? The offensive line, we've covered this in depth, but there's six. New offensive linemen that have been um, secured along with Cody Ford, the talented rookie out of Oklahoma. And right now there's at least three spots on the line, it seems like, that are open. Uh, Mitch Morris has locked down the center position, and Deion Dawkins, you would think, is locked in at left tackle. What happens with the rest of the offensive linemen and who slots in where? Quentin Spain seems to have a heads up on the position, along with potentially Spencer Long, although Wyatt Teller might throw his name into the battle there, along with Ty and Shecky for getting some potential starting reps. And don't forget about John Feliciano, who signed a free agent contract as well. The Bills are going with a lot of quality players that are vying for those spots on the offensive line who will step up. We will find that out during the course of training camp. And uh, the last position I want to highlight is, again, uh, one that really hasn't been talked about too much, but it's the punter uh, position, the punter battle. You know, last year, the Bills went through a slew of punters, ended up getting Corey Bajorquez once the Patriots cut him. And Corey Bajorquez had a pretty solid rookie season, averaging 45 yards uh, per punt on 45 punts during his rookie season, which unfortunately was cut short due to injury. The Bills actually have two punters named Corey on the roster. The other is Corey Carter, uh, who has not played in an NFL game yet, who has basically had two uh, seasons filled of injuries that have never allowed him to get on the field and show off his talents. I still feel this job is Corey is to lose. Um, if he has a great performance and he comes out and shows he can pin the opposition deep with some coffin corner punts, the job will be his and he will be the Corey that wins this battle. But Corey Carter, the Bills seem to like him quite a bit to keep him on the roster to keep him as competition for Bajorquez. He'll get a chance to show what he can do during training camp, but we'll see what happens with the battle of the Corys outside at, at St. John Fisher College. Probably one of the battles that you're not thinking about, but it's so important for the Bills to be able to control the field position game. And Colton Schmidt, his game had really fallen off uh, during the last part of his tenure with Buffalo, which led to the Bills going after Corey Bajorquez. Now we'll see which one of these two Corys stands out the most as the leading punter for the Buffalo Bills in 2019. Well, folks, that will do it here for this week's edition of Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. My name is John Boccasino, encouraging all of our fans to go and find us on social media at buff.com. Rumblings. You can also follow myself at John, J-O-H-N. Boccasino, B-O-C-C-A-C-I-N-O. And an important programming note, next week on the podcast, we will be welcoming on a brand new co-host while also giving you our insights into what the Bills are going to be looking like record-wise, giving you a week-by-week prediction from the schedule and saying where the Bills can get some wins and where there are some trap games out there in 2019. We look forward to talking about all those topics and more on Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. Hey Buffalo Bills fans, it's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumblings.com. I wanted to let you know of another set of Bills podcasts that you should subscribe to on the Buffalo Rumblings channel on your favorite podcast app. You can find Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, hosted by me, where we take fan questions and answer them. There's Circling the Wagons podcast, which is a lighthearted look at the Bills. And then the Blitzed Bills podcast, which takes a look at all over the NFL, but also relates it back to our Buffalo Bills. You can find it by searching for Buffalo Rumblings on any of your podcast apps or iTunes. We would love it if you would subscribe today and hear all of our great shows on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network.